everyplate.com. Make affordable, crowd-pleasing meals at home. Choose from 14 delicious and affordable recipes that change every week. Everything you need is shipped to your door. Home cooked delicious, ready in 30 minutes. Save time and skip tedious trips to the grocery store. Save money and enjoy tasty dinners that won't break the bank at only $4.99 per serving. Easy cook recipes at only six simple steps and will turn you into a chef. And you can skip or cancel anytime. Examples of meals are sweet chili chicken. Super Smash Burgers, Balsamic Glazed Pork Chops, Tuscan Pork Meatballs, Crispy Blue Cheese Chicken, Chicken Sausage Meatball Soup, Saucy Chicken and Pepper Stir Fry, Garlicky White Sauce, Flatbreads, Caramelized Onion Meatloaves, Loaded Baked Potato Chowder, Creamy Chicken Sausage Penne, Black Bean and Pepper Jack Tostadas, Chili Garlic Shrimp, Crispy Chickpea Couscous Bowls, you get six chicken breasts, ground beef, and four chicken breasts. Just select recipe after signing up. Recommended by 9,000 families. Break the cycle of boring. HelloFresh.com Take the stress out of mealtime. America's most popular meal kit. Why HelloFresh? No skimping on the chicken or steak or fish or plant, plant protein. No commitment whatsoever. Skipping weeks or canceling is super easy. The most five-star reviews. HelloFresh's huge recipe selection. Wells week after week. Fresh and affordable. Chef created delicious from $7.99 a meal. What's inside each box? Easy to follow recipes with clear nutritional info. Pre-proportioned ingredients straight from the farm. Convenient meal kits that fit perfectly in the fridge. A fun cooking experience that makes you feel unstoppable over 25 fresh recipes every week easy meals designed by professional chef and nutritionist 20 minute meal craft burger taste tours one pot wonder veggie gourmet kit of herbs flexible plans skip weeks swap recipes and cancel anytime only order what and when you want no commitments good morning hope you had a good week Today's true crime story is BTK killer Dennis Rader. Dennis Lynn Rader, born March 9, 1945, is an American serial killer known as BTK or the BTK Strangler. Rader gave himself the name BTK for bind, torture, kill. Between 1974 and 1991, Rader killed 10 people in the Wichita, Kansas metro area. Rader sent taunting letters to police and newspapers describing details of his crimes. After a long, decade-long hiatus, Rader resumed sending letters in 2000. Four, leading to his 2005 arrest and subsequently guilty plea. He has served 10 consecutive life sentences at El Dorado Correctional Facility in Kansas. Life and background. Dennis Rader was born on March 9, 1945 to Dorothea May Rader, Nee Cook, and El- William Elvin Rader. He is one of four sons. His brothers are named Paul, Bill, and Jeff. Though born in Pittsburgh, Kansas, he grew up in Wichita. His parents both worked long hours and paid little attention to their children at home. He would later describe feeling ignored by his mother in particular and resenting her for it. From a young age, Raider harbored sadistic sexual fantasies about torturing, trapped, and helpless women. He also exhibited zoosadism by torturing, 
killing and hanging small animals. He acted out sexual fetishes for voyeurism, autoerotic asphyxiation, and cross-dressing. He would often spy on female neighbors while dressed in women's clothing, including women's underwear that he had stolen, and masturbate with ropes or other bindings around his arms and neck. Years later, during his cooling-off periods between murders, he would take pictures of himself wearing women's clothes and the female mask while bound. He would later admit that he was pretending to be his victims as part of a sexual fantasy. He kept his sexual pro- proclivities well hidden, however, and was widely regarded in the community as friendly and polite. Raider attended Kansas Wesleyan University after high school, but received mediocre grades and dropped out after one year. He spent 1966-1970 in the United States Air Force. Upon discharge, he moved to Park City, where he worked in the meat department of the Lincoln's IGA supermarket, where his mother was a Bookkeeper, he married Paula Dietz on May 22, 1971, and they had two children, Carrie and Brian. He attended Butler County Community College in El Dorado, earning an associate degree in electronics in 1973. He then enrolled at Wichita State University and graduated in 1979 with a bachelor's degree in administration of justice. Ritter worked as assembler for the Coleman Company, an outdoor supply company. He worked at the Wichita-based office of ADD Security Services from 1974 to 1980, where he installed security alarms as part of his job, in many cases for homeowners concerned about the BTK killings. Ritter was consensus was his, was a consensus field operations supervisor for the Wichita area in 1989, before the 1990 federal census. In May 1991, he became a dog catcher and compliance officer in Park City. In this position, neighbors recalled him as being sometimes overzealous and extremely strict, as well as taking special pleasure in bullying and harassing single women. One neighbor complained he killed her dog for no reason. Ryder was a member of Christ Luther Church and had been elected president of the church council. He was also a Cub Scout leader. On July 26, 2005, after Ryder's arrest, his wife was granted an emergency divorce, waiving the normal waiting period. Waving the normal waiting period. Case history, murders. On January 15, 1974, fellow members of the Altero family were murdered in Wichita, Kansas. The victims were Joseph Otero, age 38, Julie Otero, age 39, and two children, Joseph Otero Jr., age 9, and Josephine Otero, age 11. Their bodies were scattered by the family's eldest child, Charlie Otero, who was in 10th grade at the time as he returned home from school. After his 2005 arrest, Raider confessed to killing the Otero family. Raider wrote a letter that he had been stashed inside an engineering book in Wichita Public Library in October 1974, which described in detail the killing of the Otero family in January of that year. In early 1978, he sent another letter to a television station, KAKE, in Wichita, claiming responsible for the murders of the Oteros, Catherine Bright, Shirley Vian, and Nancy Fox. He suggested many possible names for himself, including one that stuck, BTK. He demanded media attention in his in the second letter when it was finally announced that Wichita did indeed have a serial killer at large. A poem was a close title, Old Death to Nancy, a parody of the lyrics to the American folk song, Old Death. In the letter, he claimed to be driven to kill by Factor X, which he characterized as, supernat- as a Supernatural element that also murdered the Jack, Jack the Ripper, Son of Sam, and the Hillstride Strangler murders. He also intended to kill others, such as Anna Williams, who in 1979, age 66, escaped death by returning home much later than expected. Raider explained during his confession that he became obsessed with Williams and was absolutely livid when she evaded him. He spent hours waiting at her home, but became impatient and left when she did not return home from visiting friends. Marine Hedge, age 53, was found on May 5, 1985, at East 53rd Street North between North Webb Road and North Greenwich Road in Wichita. Raider had killed her 
On April 27, 1985, he took a dead body to his church, the Christ Lutheran Church, where he was the president of the church council. There he photographed her body in various bondage positions. Rader had presumably stored black plastic sheets and other materials at the church in preparation for the murder and then later dumped the body in a remote ditch he had called his plan Project, project Cookie. In 1988, after the murder of three members of the Fager family in Wichita, a letter was received from someone claiming to be the BTK killer, in which the author of the letter denied being the perpetrator of the Fager murders. The author credited the killer with having done admirable work. It was not proven until 2005 that this letter was, in fact, written by Raider. He is not considered by police to have committed this crime. Additionally, two of the women Raider had stalked in the 1980s and one he had stalked in the mid-1990s filed restraining orders against him. One of them also moved away. His final victim, Dolores E. Davis, was found on February 1, 1991 at West 117th Street North, North and North Meridian Street in Park City. Raider killed her on January 19, 1991. Cold case. By 2004, the investigation of the PTK killer was considered a cold case. Then Raider began to serve the love and communication to the local media led directly to his arrest in February 2005. In March 2004, the Wichita Eagle received a letter from someone using their return address, Bill Thomas Kilman. The author of the letter claimed that he had murdered Vicki Weagerly. On September 16, 1986, and enclosed the photographs of the crime scene and a photocopy of her driver's license, which had been stolen at the time of the crime. Before this, it had not been def definitively established that Wiggly was killed by BTK. DNA collected from under Wiggly's fingernails provided police with previously unknown evidence, and then they then began DNA testing hundreds of men in an effort to find the serial killer. Altogether, over 1,300 DNA cells were taken and later destroyed by court order. In May 2004, television station KAKE in Wichita received a letter with chapter headings for the BTK story, fake IDs, and a word puzzle on June 9, 2004. A package was found taped to a stop sign at the corner of First and Kansas in Wichita. It had graphic descriptions of Otero murders and a sketch labeled The Sexual Thrill is My Bill. Also enclosed was a chapter list for a proposed book titled The PTK Story, which mimicked a story written in 1999 by Court TV crime writer David Lohr. Chapter 1 was titled A Serial Killer is Born. In July, a package was dropped into the return slot at the downtown public library containing more than more bizarre material, including the claim that he was responsible for the death of 19-year-old Jake Allen in Argonia, Kansas, earlier that month. This claim was false, and the death was ruled a suicide. After his capture, Ray admitted in his interrogation that he had been plotting to kill again, and he had set a date, October 2004, and was stalking his intended victim. In October 2004, a manila envelope was dropped into the UPS box in Wichita. It had many cards with images of terror and Bondage of children pasted on them, a poem threatening the life of lead investigator Lieutenant Ken Landwehr, and a false autobiography with many details about Raider's life. These details were later released to the public. In December 2004, Wichita police received another package from the BTK killer. This time, the package was found in Wichita's Murdoch Park and had the driver's license of Nancy Fox, which was noted as stolen from the crime scene, as well as a doll that was symbolically bound as the hands and feet and had a plastic bag tied over its head. In January 2005, Raider attempted to leave a cereal box on the bed of a pickup truck at the Home Depot in Wichita, but the box was discarded by the truck's owner. It was later retrieved from the trash after Raider asked what had become of it in a later message. Surveillance tape of the parking lot from that date revealed a distant figure driving a black Jeep Cherokee leaving the box in the pickup. In February, more postcards were sent to KAKE, and another cereal box left at a 
Rural location was found in the container, another bound doll, apparently meant to symbolize the murder of 11-year-old Josephine Otero. In his letters to police, Grader asked if his writings, if put on a floppy disk, could be traced or not. The police answered his question, and newspaper ad posted in the Wichita Eagle saying it would be safe to use the disk. On February 16, 2005, Raiders sent a purple 1.44 megabyte Memorex floppy disk to Fox TV its affiliate KSAS-TV in Wichita. Also enclosed were a letter, a gold-colored necklace with a large medallion, and a photocopy of the color of Rules of Play, a 1989 novel about a serial killer. Police found metadata embedded in a deleted Microsoft Word document that was unknown to Raiders still stored on the floppy disk. The metadata contained the words Christ Lutheran Church, and the document was marked as last modified by Dennis. An internet search determined that a Dennis Raider was president of the church council. From the Home Depot incident, the police also knew BTK owned a black Jeep Cherokee. When investors drove by Raider's house, they noticed a black Jeep Cherokee parked outside. The police had strong substantive evidence against Raider, but they needed more direct evidence to detain him. They obtained a, re- a warrant to attest the DNA of a pap smear. Raider's daughter had taken at the Kansas State University Medical Clinic when she was a student there. The DNA of the pastor was processed by the Kansas Bureau of, Investiga- of Investigation at their lab in Topeka and demonstrated a familiar match to the sample taken from Wiggly's fingernails. This indicated that the killer was closely related to Raider's daughter and was the evidence the police needed to make an arrest. Arrest. Raider was arrested while driving near his home in Park City shortly after noon on February 25, 2005. An officer asked... Mr. Ray, do you know why we're going downtown? Ray replied, oh, I have submissions. Why? Wichita Police, the Kansas Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, and ATF agents searched Raider's home and vehicles seizing evidence, including computer equipment, a pair of black pantyhose retrieved from a shed, and a cylindrical container. The church attended his office at City Hall and the main branch at part of the Park City Library were also searched. At a press conference the next morning, Wichita Police Norman Williams announced the bottom line, BTK is arrested. Legal proceedings on February 28, 2005, Raiders tried with 10 counts of first-degree murder. Soon after his arrest, Associated Press cited an anonymous source alleging Raider had confessed to other murders in addition to those which he had been connected. The Sedgwick County District Attorney denied this but refused to say whether Raider made any confessions or if investigators were involved were looking into Raider's possible involvement in more unsolved killings. On March 5th, news sources claimed that to have verified by multiple sources that Raider had committed the 10 murders he was charged with, but no other ones. On March 1st, Raider's bail was set at U.S. $10 million, and a public defender was appointed to represent him. On May 3rd, the judge entered not guilty pleas on Raider's behalf, as Raider did not speak at his arraignment. However, on June 27th, the scheduled trial date, Raider changed his plea to guilty. He described the murders in detail and made no apologies. At Raiders' August 18th sentence, the victim's families made statements after which Raider apologized in a rambling 30-minute monologue that the prosecutor likened to an Academy Awards sentence speech. His statement has been described as an example of an often-observed phone among psychopaths, their inability to understand the emotional content of language. He was sentenced to 10 consecutive life sentences with a minimum of 175 years. Kansas had no death penalty at the time of the murders. On August 19th, he was moved to El Dorado Correctional Facility. Raider talked about innocuous topics such as the weather during the 40-minute drive to El Dorado, but began to cry when the victim's, <coughs> when the victim's family's statements from the court came on the radio. He is now in solitary confinement for his protection with one hour of access per day and showers three times per week. This will likely continue indefinitely. Beginning in 2006, he was allowed access to television and radio to read magazines and other proofs for good behavior. Further investigations. 
following Raiders arrest, police in Wichita Park City and several surrounding cities looked into unsolved cases with cooperation of the state police and the FBI. They particularly focused on cases after 1994 when the death penalty was reinstated in Kansas. Police in surrounding states such as Nebraska, Missouri, Colorado, Oklahoma, Texas also investigated cold cases that fit Raiders' patterns to some extent. The FBI and local jurisdictions that raised former duty sessions checked into unsolved cases during Raiders' time in the service. After ex- exhaustive investigations, none of these agents discovered any further murders attributable to Raider, confirming early suspicions that Raider would have taken credit for any additional murders that he had committed. Ten, the ten known murders are now believed to be the only murders for which Raider is actually responsible, although Wichita police are fairly certain that Raider stalked a certain and researched a number of other potential victims. This includes one person who was saved when Raider called off his planned attack upon his arrival near the target zone due to the presence of construction and road crews nearby. Raider stated his police interviews that there are a lot of lucky people, meaning that he had thought about and developed various levels of murder plans for other victims. Evaluation by Robert Mendoza Massachusetts psychologist Robert Mendoza was hired by Raider's court-appointed public defenders to conduct a psychological evaluation of Raider and determine if any if an insanity-based defense might be viable, he conducted an interview after Raider pleaded guilty on June 27, 2005. Mendoza died to with narcissistic, antisocial, and obsessive-compulsive personality disorders. He observed that Raider has a grandiose sense of self and a belief that he is special and therefore entitled to special treatment, a pathological need for attention and admiration, a preoccupation with maintaining rigid order and structure, and a complete lack of empathy for his victims. NBC claimed Raider knew... The interview might be televised, but this was false according to the Cedric County Sheriff's Office. Raider mentioned in the interview during a sentencing statement on October 25, 2005, the Kansas Attorney General filed a petition to sue Mendoza and Tali Waters, co-owners of Cambridge Forensic Consultants, LLC, for breach of contract, claiming that they intended to benefit financially from the use of information obtained through involvement in Raider's defense. On May 10, 2007, Mendoza settled the case for U.S. $30,000 with no admission of wrongdoing. In media... Forensic psychologist Catherine Ramp <coughs> Forensic psychologist Catherine Ramsey wrote confession of a serial killer about Raider <coughs> compiled from her five year correspondence with him. In the introduction describes the book as a guided autobiography of Raider stating that she <coughs> she introduced only to assist with chronology or provide substance, sense of background. The horror writer Stephen King says his novel A Good Marriage and the film based on it was inspired by the BTK killer. The novelist Thomas Harris has said that the character of Francis Dollarhide from his 1981 novel Red Dragon <coughs> is partially based on the then-identified BTK killer. A 2005 made-for-TV The Hunt for the BTK Killer held the story from the perspective of the Wichita detectives who worked their case for 31 years. Raider was played by Greg Henry. Episode 15 of Season 1, 2006 of Criminal Minds is based on Raider's murders. The story of Dennis Raider is also told in the 2008 BTK, written and directed by Michael Pfeiffer and starring Kane Hodder in the title role. Musician Steven Wilson wrote a song entitled Raider 2, inspired by the story of Raider on his 2011 album Grace for, Dr- Grace for Drowning.
Raider is a character in the Netflix, Netflix series Mindhunter. He appears throughout the season on season one and season two in Vignette set in, around, in and around Park City, Kansas, although the character is credited as ADT Serviceman. The German language dubbing credits specifically list him as Dennis Raider. The Cold Kiss Fires podcast covered the story of the murders and eventually solving of the Cold Case that led to Raider's arrest in their December 5, 2017 episode called Finding BTK. The 2018 film uh, The Clove Hitch Killer is loosely based on Raider. The 2019 special BTK, A Killer Among Us, details a 30-year investigation that led to the arrest of Dennis Raider. It first aired on the Investigation Discovery Network on February 17, 2019. In 2019, Raider's daughter, Carrie Swarson, released the book, A Serial Killer's Daughter, My Story of Faith, Love, and Overcoming, where she wrote about growing up in her with her father and struggling to understand his double life as a serial killer after his arrest. Thank you for listening to this true crime story. Stay safe out there. Have a good week, and thank you for listening.